Good morning. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Zayin and Maseches Tainus. I'm going to try to uh, record next week from a remote location. We just finished getting Musser from that. So if I sound repentant, it's because I was getting uh, fire and brimstone Musser from Andrew for good reason. We're two lines down from the top of Zayin Abed Aleph. We'll talk about rain. Uh, I hope you guys don't have rain. Uh, or I hope neither of us have rain where, where we are next week. I'm Rabbi Abel. A day of rain is greater than Tchias Amesim. Tchias Amesim is remarkable. But rain, which we're more used to seeing, is even better. Why? An interesting math here, right? Tchias Amesim is only for Tzadikim. We have sources for that, right? Because it says in Isaiah that basically the Rishayim are just going to rot and they're not going to be revived. So that's just for tzaddikim, but when the rain falls, it falls for everyone. Is that necessarily a good thing, Andrew? We want the be- Rosham to benefit? Or you could also say the same of taxes, right? Like they also have Rosham tzaddikim. So, you know, with all of these agadas, agadatas, you have, you can ask questions, but, you know, you don't ask a kasha and a maisa. The fact of the matter is that, yeah, it helps people do tshuva. Right, exactly. Embedded in, the, in these uh, statements are real lessons, like Andrew's saying. Like, it's nice that it benefits everyone. We should have an attitude of benefiting everyone. And who are we to judge who deserves Geshem, who doesn't? Uh, we should be like Avram Avinu, right? In that we care about stone, we care about everybody, and, and uh, we hope that everybody will have uh, Gezun, Parnassah Health, and all of those things. And so you never know. Maybe it'll lead to Tshuva, like Andrew says, and um, certainly it could lead to anyone having a realization Hashem is behind this and that's what it's about after all. So, um, so, so in that sense, it really is greater, right? Because if the Rishayim are rotting, what kind, of, um, what kind of glory to Hashem is that, right? But anybody who can right, survive to sing the praises of Hashem, so that's a great thing. So great point well taken, Andrew. Okay. Be that as it may, Rabbi Yabo's statement is against Rabbi Yosef because as we see, Rabbi Yosef says that rain is not necessarily greater, but the same. Because it's on the same level of Tchias Amesim, right? Chazal put it in Tchias Amesim, right? The Mashiv Gashem is in the Bracha of Shonesra of Tchias Amesim to allude to an equality between those two. Still great, right? But not necessarily greater. So it's interesting that the Gemara ca- uh, couches this as a machlokas. Is rain greater or as great as Tchias Amesim? Either way, very great. Six lines down. Amar Rabbi Yehuda. Gadol yom agshavim ki yom shenit in The day that it rains is as great as Maimad Har Sinai, the day the Torah was given. Shnemar. Ya'arof kamatar likhi. So this Pasuk was actually in the Chumash. Moshe Rabbeinu himself compared the Torah to the rain. I thought that the Maharsha that's quoted in the Ars call, had a nice comment here that rain is beneficial for the body, Torah beneficial for the neshama, for the soul. So Yarof kamatar likhi, right? Likhi is what? Ve'in lekach ela Torah, says the Gemara. Shenemar ki lekach tov nasati lachem, Torah si al-tazov, the famous pasuk in Mishlei, that a Torah is referred to the lekach to, as the lekach tov, the good teaching, or the lekach, <coughs> whatever the word lekach so the word lekach can mean um, 
a number of things. Here it says the lekach, which is my teaching, should drip down kimatar, and it's a lekach tov, and therefore an equality between rain and Torah. Okay. The, and here, Rava Amar, Yoser Miyom Torah. That rain is even better than the day the Torah is given. Shanema Yarof Kimatar Likhi. Same Pasuk, right? What is Yarof Kimatar Likhi? It means me, Nislebemi, right? What is the comparison? The comparison here, it says, like if I say, uh, Binyamin Gutman plays like, plays like the beard, James Harden, and plays basketball like him. So what am I saying? I'm saying, I'm, I'm trying to compare him to a professional basketball player in terms of his skill level. And, he, and, and it really is a very weird similarity in, in style. So if I'm comparing him to that skill level, what I'm saying is that, that Binyamin is great. He's almost as great as that professional that he reminds me of. So similarly here, Yarof Kematar Likhi, we're saying, if you look at the construction, the syntax of that Pasuk, it means that my lekach is almost like the rain. Oh, so that's what the Gemara says. Right? He's saying that that which is the lekhi, which is the Torah, is so great it's almost like rainfall, which is to say the katan, which in this context is the Torah, is almost as great as that which is greater, which is the rainfall. Wow, so that was Rava's point. Uh, further analysis on this, Rava Rame, he contrasted the two halves of the Pasuk. It says, That's how it starts. And in the second half of the Pasuk, it says, Okay, so now you have two things. You have the Talamatar, right, which we're going to start saying soon. <clears throat> the Ta is the dew, the Matar is the rain. So he says, The Torah is going to be like the rain, and my speech is going to be like the dew. Okay, so what's going on? So says the, so is it like the rain or like the dew? So says Rava as follows in the Gemara. If he is a, a good Talmud Chacham who is of good character, then he's going to be like the dew. But if not, Orfehu Kamatar. So now the Yarof Kamatar is actually a negative connotation. Orfehu, you break his neck like an Egla Rufa, as we'll see, right? Uh, or we're considered an Am Kishay Orif. Orif is like the back of the neck. It's a part of the body that is a symbolic of obstinance. Okay, so Orfeu Kamata, you break his neck with the violent force of a rainstorm. If you are not a, so you could be like a Tamil Chacham. So again, this actually reminds us of yesterday's Gemara, where we're talking about the rain falling gently, like a teacher should be gentle and calm, right? If you have somebody, <laughs> I don't know why it just bopped into my head, um, there was a, there was, when I was in KBY, there, <laughs> this isn't uh, really a nice story, but, but it's a different style, right? You have a different style of learning. There was one Rebbe, it was in the sheer next door, who used to throw stenders and chairs, and it would just sound like pandemonium, like in there, like somebody came and was ransacking the place. So, <laughs> so Blachman used to say, well, there's definitely Kolos Uvrakim. I'd have to be in there to know if there's Matan Torah, but there's definitely Kolos Uvrakim. <laughs> So, uh, so I don't think that this was, this is talking about necessarily, you know, this is not talking about that, that you have to have, that, that, that to have, throw around standards and chairs is a bad thing, right? As opposed to gentle. Gentle doesn't necessarily mean quiet, right? It means a, um, a refinement, a refinement of character, a refinement of sincerity and intent, 
right? That's what it means, which certainly could come also in all forms, uh, loud or, or, uh, or quiet. Anyways, along that theme, Tanya, we have a brysa. Haya Rabbana Oimer, kol Isaac b'tara lishma. So now we're getting into Torah and Tamachacham. Beautiful Agatha's here, inspiring. If you learn Torah lishma, Torah so nasa sol sam chaim. Then the Torah will be, right, like the elixir of life. Shneemar eitz chaim hi lamachazikim ba. Right, it's going to be a tree, a life tree to those who hold on to it. Okay. The Oimer, and similarly it says, Rifus tehila sharecha. What's Rifus? It's a cure. Rifuah. Right? It's going to be Rifuah. Right? And also it says, Ki motze chaim. Those who found, what? Found Torah, found life. These are all Psukim and Mishlei. Okay? So now, this is all beautiful allusions to what you get, the lifeblood you get from learning Torah. And that is if you learn it lishma. However, if you learn Torah lishma, nasim lo sam hamavis becomes a poison. Shenemar, as it says, yarov kamatar likhi. Well, there is the allusion to our pasuk, so it's still thematically we're talking about this. Yarov here is certainly talking about the negative connotation. Ve'en arifa ela hariga, right? Like an egla rufa, as the Gemara says, Shinamar ve arfusham esa egla banachal. There she is, right? The killing of the egla rufa in a gruesome way, mind you. You're breaking the neck of this animal. And so, right, by the river, like the mafia. So you're taking the, the neck of the animal, breaking it by the river, and that is obviously a violent, uh, Thing and that would be yarof kamatay likhi. So really doubling down on the negative connotation of this pasuk. Mind you, before we had talked, Rabbi Huda thought that that was a good thing, uh, even making it better than than Torah itself, uh, the rain. But here in this context, we're talking about if you learn shalalishma, it is a like a poison. Now the issue is the Tosus raises first Tosus Zayin Aleph. What do you mean? We said in Psachim already, as you'll recall, Dafnun, La'olam Yasakadim Batara, even Shalalishma, Shemitok Shalalishma, Balishma. So how are you going to do this? How are you going to explain that? It sounds like you should learn Torah Shalalishma, uh, if you can, because eventually you'll end up doing Lishma. So what Tosas ends up saying is different gradations of Lishma. He says, Tosas, um, specifies if you're doing it for kavod versus if you're doing it mamish to torture people. Some people do it. That's like the real olishma that becomes a poison where you're doing it, right, uh, just to argue, right? You're learning it just so that you can argue with Rabbi uh, Rose and, 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 yell at, and yell at him and, and act like you know what you're talking about. That's the worst level. That's where it becomes poisonous. But really there's gradations all the way through. And so certainly there's elements of lishma. Like, uh, like some people do the dafyomi because they have um, uh, a lot of dafyomi is associated with sushi as far as the eyes could see. Or I know guys who have like bourbon and cigars. Like now that dafyomi is very popular, there's a lot of accoutrements that could come. Sweet sushi at 5.30 in the morning. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is lishma, Benjamin is saying. To get this is, it doesn't get more lishma than this. <laughs> I have to look at Andrew who's not laughing at my jokes. We never have kiddush. Um, so yeah, baruch Hashem. But we should be zocha. We should be zocha to learn it uh, more lishma. Um, so yeah, some people do it just so that they could get out of the house. Some people, right? Okay. So there's different levels of why people are doing it. Maybe we be zocha to learn uh, Torah in its length and depth and breadth lishma. 
Amen. Okay. So, now, eight lines up from the middle lines, Rabbi Yirmiya says to Rabbi Zeira as follows, Rabbi Can you come and teach me something? I want to learn something. Teach me, tell me a vart. I don't feel like it. I'm not, I'm not up to it. Okay. So, but your Yirmiya persists. Okay, so you can't tell me like Elamdish vart. But tell me like an Agadic vart. You have like a story or a vartlach? Don't, don't tell me a brisker vart. Tell me a chasidish vart, he says. So Malay, so if Zeir says, fine, here. I was in Shir, and the great God of Yochanan says the follows. As follows. It says, What does it mean? The Pasuk, right, famously says in the Torah, in the Chumash, that a man is like a tree. So what did Rabbi Yochanan say in Shir? He says, what do you mean? Is a man really a tree? To quote the great Dafyomi master, Ariel Leibowitz, he made a joke. He said, usually the kid in the class that's, worst at, that's the worst at acting is the tree in the play. That's funny. So I was like, you go, Ariel Leibowitz. Okay, so is the man like a tree? Oh. Well, we know that the halacha is, it says it in the Torah, that you're not allowed to cut down a tree. Okay, you can't, you, right, um, why can't, you can't, you can eat from it, but you cannot cut it down. You can eat from it, but you can't cut it down. And yet, elsewhere it says, right? It says also in the same context that you can destroy it. So which is it? Can you or can you not destroy a tree? Says the Gemara. If he's tamachachan hagun, then you can eat from his fruits, so to speak, right? Absorb his teachings and never cut him down. Fame love, but again, we're not even talking about a schlepper. We're talking about a, a Torah scholar, but he's a doubt of proper character. If he's in that situation, also Yeah, shut him down. Shut him down. Okay, first middle line. Um, studying Torah together. Baruch Hashem, we're going to study together. I'm a Rabbi Chama. I'm a Rabbi Chanina. Little gear so issue here. Rabbi Chama Chanina. Okay. Um, so, or Rabbi Chanina. <coughs> he was the son of Rabbi Chanina, so that's why I would say that. Anyway, my Siv. Why did it say in Mishlei, Barzel Bivarzel Yachan? Iron sharpens iron. Lomer Lacha, Ma Barzel Ze, Echad Mechadir Es Chavero, Avshnei Talmidei Chachamim, Mechadin Ze Ze, Be'alacha. Right? The, in, this, in this analogy, the two Tamidah Chachamim are like iron and they sharpen each other with the way that they learn each other. Very, very nice. Um, Meharsha explains, Arts Call quoted, this is to counterbalance the idea that they're learning in contentious ways. The Mechadin In other words, they're both stark, right? What's stark? Strong. Like iron. So you have these two stark guys. And they're going at it in the base medrash, and they, you might think, oh, this is, this is a real, we're going to about to see a, a brawl here. No, it's to show you that they are sharpening each other in halacha, and it's good. It's good to have checks and balances. Otherwise, you get, right, you get up, caught up in your own thoughts, and you can uh, lose your way without proper checks and balances. Furthermore, Amar Rabba Bar Barachana, Lamanim Shaludivri Torah Ka'esh. How is Divrei Torah compared to fire? Shenemar in Yirmiyo. Hello, ko devari keish neum Hashem. My word is like fire. Lo melacha ma eish eno dolek yichidi after Divrei Torah in miskayim bichidi. Right, learning Torah by yourself. Um, well, what is it? Uh, is not mikuyim. What does it mean when it says the fire can't 
uh, light in a single. It means you can't just take, when man first created fire, you couldn't just take one piece of wood and expect it to ignite. You need to ignite it with a match. So that's what it means, that you need the company of others, even if it's just one, that you, uh, in order to ignite that fire. A sword, and those who are alone should become fools. Um, well, in the context in Yirmiyahu here, it's supposed to be talking about a, a criticism. It's supposed to mean, and that's not supposed to mean, badim doesn't really mean alone. It means liars. That there should be a sword on your foolish liars. But we are homiletically turning the word badim into alone, right? Because we know levad means alone. So we say, This is really, uh, right, dramatic here. There should be a sword on the enemies of Torah who are learning on their own without study partners. So you see how bad it could get, right? You lose your way. What's the problem? Guess what? Uh, we've seen examples of this. We don't have to get explicit. We've seen examples where you have a guy who starts to get thoughts, starts to fight with the establishment. All of a sudden, he's publishing, you know, like angry, uh, angry things um, because he thinks this and he thinks this and he thinks that. He doesn't have chavrusa that's learning with him about it. He's just like, he's down a rabbit hole now, right, of his own thoughts. So it could really take you down a path of foolishness without, again, without having any, anybody to, to um, and then all of a sudden it gets contentious and then and it's like he stands up for himself and then you try to take sides. It's, it's not good. You're supposed to try to be more collective than that. It says they should become fools. I always say, Andrew, I always say that um, if you're going to say something that, like that, then you have to, uh, if you, then you have to just pick a different Rebbe. That's what I'm saying. And we've seen examples of this, right? In other words, somebody is, let's say, very rational. So he sees, okay, he sees certain things that seem not logical to them. So they say, this isn't logical, this isn't logical, and they call it out. Well, find a, lo- uh, a Rebbe that seems rational, logical to you, and then quote that Rebbe. Say, my Rebbe says this, my Rebbe said that. If, you did, if, you all, if all you did was do, was do that and attach to one other person, so then you almost never see it. And there's a reason why you almost will never see, I mean, uh, somebody who's going to quote their Rebbe to fight everyone else, right? Because why, why is that? You know I mean? Because it's, it's, a, it's a self-absorption thing, right? <laughs> if it was about the actual rationalization, that's part of it. But if it was... If it, but if it was just about the rationalization, then you should be able to quote a Rebbe and say it like that, and that would be... But nobody seems to be fighting for the Rebbe, right? They're fighting for themselves. It's not, it's not uh, 100%, but you know what I'm saying. That if, if we cut it out and we said, just quote your Rebbe and find a Rebbe that's logical, a lot of this would go away. Anyway. right? Because he's saying they're foolish and they're sinning. That's, the reason I'm bringing it up is because that's the topic of this Gemara. This is what we're talking about. It says, "Ksiv that they're fools. Ksiv chatanu." Right. This is where we're we're uh, saying like the vidui that we were foolish and we sinned. The foolishness is the sin. This is associated with studying alone, right? Because naalnu is actually in the pasuk that re- that talks about studying alone, and then it says chatanu. You put it all together. Studying alone takes you down a wrong path, and you end up. It ends up being really a sin. Or the association could be from Isaiah, where it says, No, I lose The officers have become fools. Hisu es Mitzrayim, because they let Mitzrayim astray. Hisu, right? 
So they led him astray. In other words, leading astray, which is synonymous with Avera. So those who were foolish, um, they were the ones that did the Avera of going off the rails. Well, foolishness is an Avera, Bunyamin. We know this, right? In other words, well, we say, um, I'm, I, I'm offended by the, fact, by the foolishness because, again, as, uh, as thinking rational people, we're supposed to adhere to Arabaim and to the Torah, and we have to have the checks and balances, as this Gemara is highlighting, between each other to fall off, to fall off into foolishness in our, right, tradition, in our halacha is, is in itself an Avera. We're not allowed to be, um, to be foolish. So I always say, like, um, uh, with, it's, it's usher to, to be a fool, right? Um, that's not, that's not recommended. So if you, so if, whatever. If you see people who are doing uh, something that's unsanctioned and foolish, it's not just because of the consequences. It itself is a negative thing. Okay. Following that theme, our favorite valedictorian of Masechah Psachim, Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Lama Nimshilu Divar Torah Ke'etz, Why are the words of Torah compared to a tree? Shenemar Eitz Chaim He Lamachazikim Ba, as we said, famous Pasuk, Lomar Lacha, Ma Eitz Katan Madlik Atzagadol, Av Tamidei Chachamim, Katanim Echadetim Agadolim. Great. Just like what? A match, a tiny match can light up a big tree. So too, the big gedolim are lit with what? The, the, the little talmidim uh, in junior high school. Why so? Because this is what Nachman Yitzchak is saying. Because they're not afraid to ask the questions, right? If you're the rabbi, oh, well, if I, you know, if I go to, to um, Rav Chaim, I can ask him anything. You know what I mean? There's no question that's too dumb because I'm just me. You know, but, but if, a, but if a Rav of a Shul or your Shashiva goes, he's, you know, it's harder for him. He needs to ask like the big Shilas. So we get to ask the small Shilas. It gives us an opportunity to really learn everything from the Gedolim. Okay. And so we sharpen them in ways that maybe, you know, by asking more basic questions. Um, okay. So now Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa Rami quotes a Pasuk in Isaiah. See if it says, Likrast Sameh Hesayumayim. So the subject of, being thirst, the thirst for knowledge, right? So it says that if you're thirsty, the teacher should go to the student to teach him Torah. So this pasuk seems to say that likrast same. Who's the thirsty one? The thirsty one is the Talmud, right? The 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 with the Talmudim that are thirsting for knowledge. So it sounds like the teacher should go to right the thirsty Talmudim. However, uchsiv hoy kol tzamei lechulamayim. If you're thirsty, go drink. So. Again, which is it? Should the Rebbe come to the Talmud or should the Talmud go to the Rebbe? Says the Gemara, Im Talmud hagan hu, likrest tzamei hesayumayim. If you're a good Talmud, right, so then the Rebbe should come towards them. Vilo hoi kol tzamei l'chulamayim. But if the student is not a proper character, then, uh, then he should go to the water. Uh, another way I would explain it is like this. The teacher can, uh, should go to, the, to those who are thirsting to learn. But really everyone should thirst to learn. So it depends. Which one are you? If you're, the, if you're the teacher, you should look and see who's thirsty to learn and try to teach them. If you're the Talmud, then you should realize they should always thirst for the learning. This, this gets a little dicey. I can't resist the story of Rabbi Grossman. You ever, you know, Rabbi Grossman, the disco rabbi from Migdal Haemek? Rabbi Grossman, the disco rabbi, had a knack for getting everybody, no matter how down on their luck they were, interested in Torah. So they called him, there was this elementary school that called him and they said, our kids are doing terribly. 
and they are not even going to make it to high school. But it's not even about Torah. It's about like they're just developed all kinds of issues with drugs and who knows what. And they're basically, we have a school of really troubled kids. You have to come speak to them. So he goes and he says, fine, I'll come speak to them. But only if you let me, uh, you give me a list of their faces and names because I need to really speak to them on a personal level. And so they give him a list of faces and names. To make a long story short, he speaks to them. You can hear, like, not, you can hear a pin drop in the crowd. The, they were captivated, these kids. So he has a list of like 45 names. And he sees, they, the administration sees, as he's talking to the kids, he's circling. Like, he's, he's like taking notes and looking at the crowd and taking notes. They, afterwards, he says, here, here's your pamphlet of all the kids' names and faces. I circled eight kids. Those are kids that are really yearning. I really connected with those kids. Give those kids that proper attention. You'll see incredible things from them. At the end of that year, unbelievably, those eight kids were incredibly successful. And they went above and beyond. Not only did they clean up their act, but they actually were among the Mitsuyanim. Among, they excelled in their learning and their ruchnius and in all those things. Incredible, incredible story. How was Rev Grossman able to figure it out? How was he able to tell how special these kids were? So they called and they said, how did you do that? Give us some of that magic so that we can do that. We're mechanchen. So he said, hey, guess what, guys? I circled those eight kids randomly to teach you a lesson. That if you treat them, okay. I don't, know why, I don't know why I just got emotional. Okay. All right. It's a pachad for parents and for teachers. Okay. So, um, and, and, and you see, it, it pays off. I give Andrew all the attention that he needs, or at least as much as I can give him, and we're seeing real parents. Okay. Four lines up from the wide, right? Yeah. So, it's in Mishlei. Okay. Your wellspring should spread outwards. Teach Torah to everyone. They should be for you alone. Strangers should not share with you. Don't teach it to others. So you're supposed to keep it to yourself. You're supposed to spread it wide. Well, again, if the student is of proper character, then you should spread out towards him. But if it lacks the proper character, then it's not for him. You should keep it alone. So the Rambam, the article says, Really, you have to guide them into proper ma- manner of conduct first, and then teach them Torah. In other words, this is a this is a balance in its own right, right? In other words, <laughs> this is what we're saying. Like, it's not always about the Torah. You see this too, right? And and um, you see this too, where where the kid's clearly troubled, right? He's got other things that are more basic than you know memorizing Shaklavataria. And you're trying to stuff Shaklavatari down his throat and disregard some of his other concerns. And the Rambam says that's not, that's not how you do it in Hilchas Tamatara. First, get to the basic concerns and try to give him a reason to live and a reason to learn, and then you can teach him Shaklavatari. Okay? All right. What's the comparison to Mayim? As we quoted already from Isaiah. Right? Water, they leave a high to a low place. We know that water always 
right, settles down into sea level, or at least tries, right? So, so too, the Torah is given to those who are what? Daita Shafela have humility. Humility is the key ingredient to Talmud Torah. It is no coincidence that Moshe Rabbeinu, our greatest teacher, was also the Anav Mikol Adam, our most humble, um, our most humble person. Again, why a different Torah compared to the following three liquids? Right? Water, wine, and milk. Well, the Pasuk we already quoted. If you're thirsty, go to the water. This is Psukim to demonstrate the uh, places where Torah is compared to the following liquids. Right, this is the pasuk in Isaiah where they're saying, "Go and eat now. Go buy wine and milk without money and at no cost." Okay. In other words, those things that cost. What does that mean? Well, there again, um, it says. Uh, in other words, at the end, at no cost is Torah. That's what Rashi explains. That just like Torah can be acquired at no cost, that's the reference to Torah. Uvlo Mechir is the Torah, and it's in the same context of Yain and Chalav. So, Lo Melacha. So, so, anyway, that's a demonstration that the Torah is compared to Yain, Chalav, and Maim. So, Lo Melacha. Mash, Losha, Mash, Kimalalu, Ein Miskaim, El Vafachos, Shebekelim. Just like these three liquids are preserved only in what? In earthenware vessels. Avdevay Torah, Ein Miskaim, El Vimishadaito, Shvela. So, too, the Torah itself is only preserved in a earthenware vessel, which means a humble human being. Um, yeah. In other words, you can't put, uh, Wine and and milk in fancy stuff, it's just going to spoil. Um, as opposed to, let's say, other things like honey, they don't spoil, as we'll see. Amazing story. The daughter of the Caesar saw Rabbi Shur ben Hanania. Rabbi Shur was an incredible gadol. And she said to him, she called him ugly. She said, He says, Whoa! Glorious wisdom, chachma mefara, in a, such a glorious wisdom is being contained in such an ugly vessel. She was calling Rabbi Shua ugly. So Amarla, avich rame chamer b'mane de pachra. Your father, when he has wine, right? When he has his uh, three thousand dollar Pappy Van Winkle, like uh, like Dr. Zagi has in his office that he won in an auction five years ago, but he's too cheap to drink it, so he just leaves it in his office. He can't, he can't, he can't justify drinking it. So it just sits there. So he says, so when you're his, when he has that Pappy Van Winkle, does he put it in what? He puts it in, in, uh, fancy, fancy, uh, gold dishes? No. Amalai, elabamai near me. What else should he put it in? Amala, atun de chashivsi remove, mine de hava Well, you, atun de chashivsi remove, right? You're royalty. You can put it in anything you want. So do like this. Put that, Poppy Van Winkle in golden vessels. You're the queen. Go to it. So So she suggested as much to her father. So sure enough, the Caesar puts the wine in the vessels of gold and silver and it becomes sour. So the servants come and tell him, hey, it got ruined. So he goes back to his daughter. Thanks for the suggestion. Who told you this? To do this. This was a bad, bad idea. So she said to him, Rabbi Yeshua ben Hanania. It was the famous rabbi, Rabbi Yeshua, that ugly rabbi told me to do this. So you, so they call him, and Amarlei, and the Caesar says to him, Amai Amart Lahachi, why'd you give her the terrible advice? You ruined my 
Pappy Van Winkle. So Amr Leh, so you should have said, Ki hechi de Amr Amri La. Well, she asked me, she thought that wisdom couldn't be contained in an ugly vessel such as myself. So I was just answering her that if, according to her logic, that's all I was doing. And so you see that her logic was faulty. Maybe Torah can, in fact, be preserved in such a vessel. Okay, but the daughter was there, and she's watching all this, and she says, I know a lot of beautiful rabbis, and they learn just well, and they are very, very handsome. There are some very handsome rabbis. So uh, Rabbi Yeshua says, Ihavusanu, uh, He said, imagine how, how big they would be if they were ugly. <laughs> yeah, they're big Talmud HaChachamim, but if they were ugly, woo, they'd be next level. Marashah explains, this doesn't have to do with like genetic right, beauty. This has to do with attitude. In other words, you could tell when a Talmud, <laughs> you could tell when somebody is preoccupied with their external appearance, right? When they're preoccupied with their external appearance, so then that uh, takes away from some of their uh, um, attention that they can pay to the Torah. In other words, you have to be kind of, it, there's a balance, as Rabbi Leibowitz points out, as we already know from the Gemara, we learned in Masechus Brachos, you're not allowed to have stains. So it's like uh, a yeshivish, there's a balance, right? A yeshivish, yeshivish is okay, right? It's supposed to be clean, supposed to look like, not like it came out of the hamper. You know, you have to, you, the dandruff is not uh, mitzvah midoraisa, to, to, to look like you're, like you're um, disheveled, chas v'shalom, you have to look presentable. But by the same token, you have to also uh, not look like you're preoccupied. You don't need the extra gel or the, as Andrew says, the Lululemons, you know, like there, there, there's a balance, there's a balance, right? Um, uh, should, should we, should we, okay, forget it. Your, your brother was looking like a pumpkin, pumpkin spice latte the other day on Shabbos. That was really funny. But he's the Rebbe, he's the Rebbe. The Rebbe's, are, it's a different thing, right? Because you have the Rebbe's with the royal regal lavush. Um, it's a different thing. That's cover that tiger. Okay. Davar Acher, another explanation. Mash, loshin, mash, kinalalu. So again, getting back to the wine, the milk, and the water, those I love that. That's a that's a great uh, point. That if you right, those things spoil with hesachadas, right? If you don't refrigerate milk, or if you or, or if you let the wine, and you don't put it in the proper space uh, place, it can be spoiled through inattention. The marshal is quoting um, the Ein Yaakov that says that they are nifsalin behesachadas. Anyway, after Torah So too, if you take your mind off the Torah, then you then the Torah itself could be spoiled, right? This is like oil or honey could stay there forever, but not so much when it comes to these uh, when it comes to these liquids. Rashi has a language here: Cain b'mashket solo she'eno av clear balaz, clear liquids. Good. Okay, Amar Rabbi Chama bar Rabbi Chanina. Godol yom hagashamim. Oh, back to this. The rain. Godol yom hagashamim kiyom shenivur shamayim varitz. Wow, it's like the day of creation when it rains. Shneimar in Isaiah. Ha'ifu shamayim imal ushchakim yizlut tzedek. The skies are going to shower from above. The heavens are going to rain down tzedek. Tiftach eretz. The earth will open up. V'yifur yeshot staka. Salvation and staka is going to proliferate. Tatzmiach yachad. The earth is going to cause right uh, salvation. Charity, everything's going to be tzomeach, it's going to spring up and blossom. Ani Hashem, Barasiv, I Hashem created all of this. So there you go. Barasiv, it's making an equality between the Bria Sa'olam and this falling of the rain. As the Gemara says, Barasim lo Neemar, it doesn't say, I created all of these things, but rather, Ela Barasiv, Barasiv is like in the singular, as the Marsha explains, like Bracious, like Bracious Bara. 
Reish's bara is in the singular, so this rain, where the Pasuk starts, is this singularly amazing thing that's equated to the Briasa Oilam. Amar Voshia, the same Pasuk, Gadol Yom HaGashamim, Shafil Yeshua Paravaravavo, that even salvation grows. Now, salvation, you would think, like, how does salvation grow? Salvation in and of itself is like the end of days. It's the Yeshua. But no, a proliferation of Yeshua's. Shanamar Tiftach Eretz V'Yifru Yesha. Wow, Yifru Yesha. Right, the earth is going to open up and it's going to proliferate Yeshua's. The Iyun Yaakov points out, Mechaya Mesi Masa, Rav Lahoshia, Mashiva Roch, Marida Gashem. There, you say it every day. It's right in there, this Gemara in the Shemun Esrei. Rav Lahoshia, a proliferation of Yeshua's is juxtaposed in our tefillos to Mashiva Roch, Marida Gashem. So you see, it's because Geshem is, in fact, what is proliferating the Yeshua's. May we all be zochet to Yeshua's in every aspect of life. Second wide line, Amar Rabbi Tanchum ban Chanilai, Ein HaGeshamim Yordim, Ela Imkein Nimchalu Avonoseim Shel Yisrael. If the, the, you have to have your sins forgiven, Klal Yisrael, for the rains to fall. Shneemar, Ratzisa Hashem Artsecha, Hashem, you favored your land with rain, Shavta Shvis Yaakov. You return the captivity of Yaakov, Nasasa Avon Amecha, there it is. You carry the Avon, right, the sins of your nation, Kisisa Chol Chatasam, Selah. Right, you covered up their entire sin. Okay? Right, Ratzisa, you favored your land, means with rain. That's the point. So you gave rain, and you lifted the sins, and you, right, uh, creating a correlation between those two things. Amalei, Ze'iri Midihavas Leravina. Who's Ze'iri Midihavas? It's Ze'iri from the place, from Dihavas. That's where he lived. Rashi wants to explain that Ze'iri, this is to contrast with Ze'iri Stam Hayaminari Shonim. Ziristan was from was from the early Amaraim. Viravina, Sofara, Ravina and Ravashi were at the end, right? They were the ones that were the final editors of the Gemaras. So Ravina was towards the end. Laura So in other words, what's going on here is the Eri is having a conversation with Ravina. Well, the Ziri that we know was early Amaraim. Ravina was of the latest Amaraim. And therefore, as Rashi says, they could not have had a conversation. So this must be a different Ze'iri. This is the Ze'iri Midihavas. Okay. So he said to Ravina, Atun mehacha masnisula. You derive this from the following Pasuk. Anan mehacha, uh, from that Pasuk. Anan mehacha masnisula. We have a different Pasuk to teach you the same thing. Again, that rain only comes when we stop sinning. Right? This is Pasuk Melacham Aleph. When you start listening to the heavens, that's when you're going to be. Oh, in other words, when you're salachta lechatas, when you forgive the sin, that's when you're going to get... Um, you have to read the rest of the Pasuk where it says, I'm going to give rain in your land. So we're hiding the ball here. But you, when, you, when you read the rest of the Pasuk, it says that if you, right, stop sinning, rain is going to fall on your land. Fine. Says the Gemar. More on this. This is going to be, Amar Tancham Berei, the Rebchia, Ish Kfar Ako. Rebchia was from the Kfar Ako. Ein HaGeshamim Neetzarin, Elaim Kein Yitzchayvu Sonein Shal Yisrael. Sonein Shal Yisrael here is talking about Klal Yisrael. We see that Lashon Saginar all the time, right? We don't want to say Klal Yisrael because in the context here, it's a negative connotation. So if Yitzchayvu Sonein Shal Yisrael Kaliyah, unless the Sonei Yisrael are condemned to destruction, but we know who we're talking about, we're talking about Klal Yisrael, if they go down that path, the rains will stop. Shanamar, it says in Eicha, Tzia Gam the dry and the warm season steal the waters of the snow season, otherwise known as the rainy season. 
and they sin to the very depth. Okay. So I'm going to use the Eri Furthermore, in their conversation, we learned it from here. You learned it from there, rather. We learned from the following passage. Yeah. In other words, I'm going to stop the rain, and you're swiftly perish when you do Averis. Okay. Let's list some sins for which we're going to hold out the rain. Because we're talking about Averis in a very general term. Let's get more specific. Now we're going to talk about different Averis that are bad. And hopefully this will inspire us to stop doing all these Averis. And we'll be Zachar Gashmius. And Ruchnius. As follows. That's the passage we just quoted. That the, the warm and the season will steal the waters of the snowy season. My mashma. Those things, right, that, I, that happen during the summer, uh, which is when you harvest and thus when you take off trumas and maestros. So those things, if you did not treat those days properly, right, you didn't do those mitzvahs, then the, the rain of the rainy season will be withheld from you. So in other words, there's a call me dosa shal kashbarach who's mida connected mida. There's a mida connected mida here. You don't do what you're supposed to do in the summer. I'm not going to give you. What you're supposed to have in the winter, okay? Like uh, Rabbi, okay, it doesn't matter. I would, I would, when I was in high school, I wanted to go to a certain summer program, and um, I got called into Rabbi Schubert's office. He somehow got wind of it. He said, "Do you know how you determine whether something is? Amph- uh, sometimes you have animals that are amphibious, but in a weird way." They go sometimes in the land, sometimes in the sea. But you have some animals that spend some season in the land and some season in the sea. It's not like every day that they do it. So he says, you know how you, could, you can tell whether it's a land animal that goes in the water or a water animal that comes out to land? I said, no, Rabbi Schubert, how? And he said, based on where it is in the summer. You're not going to that program. You're going to yeshiva program. Anyway, that was life-changing, as it turned out. I ended up going to Camp East in Nair, Israel. Whatever, long story. Amar Bishimon ben Pazi. And then I was, I, I was makariv um, by somebody by the name of Daniel Fishkine, who you might know. His dad, Davin's here. Okay. Amar Bishimon ben Pazi. The Geshamim stop for people who speak Lashon Hara. That's a terrible Avera. Shenema Ruach Tzafon Techolel Gashem Ufanim Nizamim Lashon Saser. North wind prevents the rain, and Hashem shows an angry face. Yeah, he doesn't like that. Um, what does that have to do with the north wind? Uh, north wind? Uh, because that is um, indicative of Lashon Hara. Okay. Because just like the north wind brings the rain, so too false talk uh, will bring Hashem... Uh, there is secret lashon saser. That's it. Ruach zafon techalel gashim fanim nezim lashon saser. Lashon saser is what gossip. This is Mishlei. Which is sometimes hard to understand, but basically, if you gossip, the rain's going to stop. Amar of Sala, Amar of Hamnuna. Ena gashamin etzarin al bishvil aze panim. Again, if you're brazen and haughty, you're going to stop the rain. Shenema even the uvivim umakosh lo haya. We quoted this before. The revim of the showers are going to be withheld. There's going to be no late rain. Umeitzach ishaz or no haya lach. This is Yermio. He is comparing Klal Yisrael to a Meitzach which is to say you have no shame. You're completely full of yourself. You have haughtiness and Azus Panim, Chutzpah as we call it, and in the worst way, not in a good way, and then the rain stops. Right? If you don't have any humility 
and you have brazenness, and eventually you're going to do averus because you don't care, right? Shanema umeitzachishu zana yalach, right? They had the forehead of a zana because you had no shame. Nachman Amar beavera. It's obvious. In other words, not only uh, we're not telling you, oh, you shouldn't be brazen because maybe you'll do avera. It's correlation. It's, it's for sure that you're going to do an avera. Shneimar hayalach, right? The, if you look at the pasuk carefully, it says hayalach. It's a foregone conclusion that you're going to do an avera. It doesn't say this is going to lead to that. It says it's already done. It's already been. Written so it has been sealed that if you have the brazenness, it's going to go a bad way. I'm a rabba bar ravuna. Kolam sheishlaz is panim, right? The uh, terrible Scrooge that is brazenness. Mutter likrosa rasha. You could call him a rasha. Shnemar haez ish rasha befanov. Right? We associate azus panim with rishus all the way directly. Okay. And Rav Nachman be Yitzchak Amar Muter Lisnoso. You're in fact you're allowed to hate a person who's full of themselves. Shneimar veoz panav Yishune. It will be transformed. Altikri Yishune Ella Yisane. This is the pasuk in Kohelas that you can hate a person who, if he's so full of himself, then he's then you know that something is wrong, and you're allowed to actually hate. The hate is strong. Okay. Amar of Katina Enak Shamim Netzarin Ella Bishvil Bital Taira. If you have bital taira, the rains will stop. Shneimar be'atzal taim yimach ha ham kare. Atzal taim is laziness. The roof collapses. Yimach ham kare. The mikra that the roof, the tikra, is going to collapse. Bishvil atz. How do you explain explain this pasuk in Kohelas? Bishvil atz lo shahaya be'israel shalasku betaira. The laziness is that they didn't learn. Nasasono shalakarsh baruchu mach. The enemy. Is going to be in this case. It's again Saginar. It's talking about Hashem Baruch himself. He's going to be impoverished as if he's powerless to provide the rain. Again, we're saying Saginar because it's impossible to say that Hashem Baruch loses the ability to do anything, right? But in this context, we mean that he just loses his sort of like he's not down, right? He loses the cheshek kaviyachal to give us the rain. Okay. Vein mach elani. Mach means that he's poor, right? He's impoverished in the sense that he can't bring the rain. Shneimar v'machu me'arkecha. That's in uh, Vayikra, right? It says if he's poor, this is in the context of you're bringing, you're supposed to bring karbanos. So if you, right, if you're poor, then you have to bring a lesser karban, right? We use the word mach. Vein mekare el baruchu, the ceiling is Hashem, shenemar, ha-mekare b'mayim ali yosav, right? The Pasuk Tehillim, his upper chambers, that's where Hashem resides, with water, basically, put it all together, and if you're going to have bitol Torah, he's going to like look in his pockets when you need something and be like, oh, I ain't got nothing. Rabbi Yosef Amar Mehacha ve'ata lora u'or. When you do not see the light, ba'hirhu ba'shchakim. The skies are patchy. Veruach avravatarim. A wind blows and clears them. That's Eov. That's a, again, a alternative source for this idea, right, that the skies are going to be patchy and they're going to be blown away, right, if you, if you uh, have bitol Torah. How do you explain that? What does this do? What, so you have to take all the words in the Pasuk, or as follows. It, the Pasuk is in Eev, but ain't or el Torah. We know that from a Pasuk in Mishlei that's famous. Ki ne'er mitzvah v'torah or. Right? We know that Torah is light, and therefore that is the Torah. But here, who, Bashchakim, the, the Hemshech, right? Continuation of the Pasuk. Tan the Shmal. Afil bishar shirakiyah nasu baharin baharin. Even when you see that the sky is composed of patches of clouds, the hori talamatar. It's about to rain. Ruach avravataharim. Uh, the wind blows it away because of your bital Torah. Finally, another sin that causes drought, Amarvami, Enikshamin, Etzarin, Elba, Alvan, Gazel. Because of theft. 
as Rabbi Leibowitz points out, the gazel, the Hamas, actually caused the flood initially, but now it's the opposite. Shenemar akapaim kisa or this is pasuk in Eov, right? You say ba'avon kapaim kisa or. What do you do with your hands with the steel, right? Sticky fingers, right? If you're theft, ain't kapaim el Hamas. When it says sticky fingers, it's referring to Hamas, which is theft. Shenemar, it says in Yonah of all places, umina Hamas, which bechapaim vein or elamatar, and or is the rain. Shenemar yafitz ananaro, right? Um, the it's in Yirmiyo, it's going to scatter the cloud. Mata kante, what should you do? This is what we should all do, which we're about to do now. Yabebitfila, we should pray profusely. Shenemar beitzavaleabemafgia. Shem commands the rain because of he who davens. Vein pagia letfila and pagia letfila. Shenemar beata altitpalel beadam azev altifgabi. Right, it means you shouldn't daven to me. We finish off here, five lines up for the bottom. As we are allowed to pray, may we pray for Hashem to give us everything, all that is good and ruchnis and gashmis. Everybody have a good Shabbos.